Welcome to Glassbones Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Burke. Joining me today, as always, is my beautiful and great buddy over here, Mr. Kyle. Kyle, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, buddy. We uh, welcomed a new fan to the to the world yesterday, huh? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. It's fun to have two nephews. So, yeah. congratulations to Zach. Zach and Keely on another baby boy. Both mom and baby are healthy, so that's great. The uh, the older one got to meet him today, so that was a very entertaining video for all to see. But yeah, it was it's great. It's nice to to have the baby back and and our, to have the baby here and and to have both of them doing well and stuff. So and yeah, it's one of those things where you know we're we're growing, and if that's what we needed to grow, I'm okay with that. Yeah, well, I want to congratulate him. At least Zach's you know contributing to the future Glassbones hockey team. He's also contributing to the Iron Knights program because both of them will be playing. I have a feeling the Iron Knights one's going to be a little bit more important than the Glass Bones one. Uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> it all depends. So no, uh, they're never taking our job. <laughs> the true, true. Although they will be, I'm sure they will be on at different points, yeah. which will be great. But yeah, 2040 uh, and 2042 NHL drafts. You better watch out. There's going to be two Burks going first overall, and Bradley Burke just sounds like a center. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Wade's going to be. Uh, I think he's he's either going to be a goalie because he he has the personality for a goalie, or he's going to be a, a winger that's going to score lots of goals and play zero defense, so. <laughs> just like his father. Mm, boom, roasted. <laughs> Got you, Zach. <laughs> Got him. Oh, oh man, yeah. We'll let Zach have Wade, and then I get Bradley. It'll be great until I find somebody dumb enough to marry me, and then I can have my own kids. <laughs> uh, it's tough to find someone that dumb. Boom roasted. We don't have we don't have that one on the soundboard. I know we need we need that one. How do how do we make that happen? It's unfortunate. Oh man, rookies, stupid copyrights. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. uh, We never we never took the time to look into it. (laughs) Copyrights don't matter. They don't. They're not tracking any of that stuff. There's no way they're listening to this episode and listening to us with our 30 Spotify followers and going, Oh, we got to make sure that they don't use our stuff. Like and that one, that one's so famous. It's on, I mean, everybody reposted on YouTube anyway. So yeah, it's like, I'm whatever. sure it wouldn't. But, oh yes. Anyway. All right. Let's hop into some hockey. So we have a, I mean, a bunch of games have happened. I mean, some teams playing four games, some two, some three, but at this point, everybody has played their first NHL game of the year for their first game of the year. So, what do you think, Kyle? Got any things you're taking away from this week? Anything that stuck out? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's so cool. I'm so happy hockey's back. I mean, it's just the best time of year, no doubt. But it is. It's 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 funny to me how I, I try not to like overthink about the first week because like my, my opinion is is like 20, 25 games. Once you get to that point, it's when you like really know what teams are going to be. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's just to me, it's one of those things. Like I still look like Edmonton went. The second game against Vancouver and lost again. And it's, you know, they rebounded well the other night, but it's still, you know, it's still something that you want to see a team like Edmonton just defend and stop goals. And their first two games, they allowed 12 goals total. It's it's not a good start for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that, that, well, that's one of the things I have on here listed is, you know, is Edmonton and they're, I mean, just horrendous start of the year. And I mean, just where do you go from here? You know, like I get we're three games into the year mm-hmm. and we need to relax in some ways, but at the same rate, you know, to get blown out by Vancouver. Now Vancouver's, I mean, again, it's three games, but they look like they may have 
figured some stuff out, you know, and, they, and this off season may have worked a little bit differently than I thought it had, but it's also, and I know that this means nothing. It doesn't mean anything to me, but it's just a funny stat that I saw on Instagram, which was no team in NHL history has won the Stanley cup after losing the season opener by more than four goals. <laughs> really? Yep. Mm. So, and of course, you know, it's, uh, everybody's going, Oh, the Oilers have already lost their chance and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I'm also, it's like kind of nice because everybody had them as like the Stanley cup favorite. And I'm like, no. Right. Like, I get they have the best player in the league, maybe, you know, debatably. Uh, <laughs> fifth best. Fifth. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I get that. But at the same rate, I, I just, the goaltending scares me. And I, and I think it's showing why. You know, like, I really, I mean, both of their goalies just don't, they have very bad, very, very bad stats. Yeah. And it's just concerning. And, yeah. So, yeah, I've definitely... Definitely concerned about them. I mean, same with like Seattle. Seattle looks, I mean, they're being outscored by, they have a negative 10 goal differential. They have three goals for in four games. That's nuts. That is not good no. at all. And in, like, again, three, it's four games in the season, but at the same rate, like, that's not a, oh, we're figuring some stuff out. That's, we literally can't score. Right. That's a problem. Which you is, which was score. one of my big concerns for that team because, when we did our team preview, like that's what I said. And I remember saying that, like my only concern with this team is they went last year. They only had, you know, Jared McCann had some goals, but they didn't really have anyone else. They just had a bunch of, you know, 10 to 15 goal scorers. It worked last year. It's, it's hard to keep doing that over and over and over again. So yeah, it's not the start I was expecting from them. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have them second ranked second in the Pacific and they look like, <laughs> they look like they're going to be a lottery pick. Yeah. Which, in some sense, would be good for them because another pick would be helpful, especially because we don't know what Shane Wright's going to be at this point. I, again, very young player, has a lot of potential, very easily could turn it around and be a very, very, very good NHL player. I'm not saying he can't, just that we're a little unsure at the moment what he is. It wouldn't be a bad thing to have another top five pick. I mean, another top five pick never hurts unless you're Philly and screw it up somehow, But which, you know, they, they have tendencies, but, you know, whatever. Well, anyway. Anyway, but yeah, so, you know, it's just very interesting to me, like looking at, you know, what they're doing and how much they're struggling. And I just, I didn't think it was going to, the struggle was going to be this hard, honestly. Like I didn't, I didn't think that they were going to struggle this much, but at the same rate, you know, there's also, it's, it's a tough league, you yeah. know, and, and a lot of, a lot of teams got better and you know, it's, it's, it's tough, but yeah. Yeah, it is. And well, another like, little thing i wanted to bring up tonight too was i don't know if you saw but last night ovechkin was shut out on shots for two straight games the first time in his career Mm -hmm. and i watched a little bit of that game and he was involved but he was a little quiet and it's i don't know it's just incredible like he washington well i'm not going to jump on him again i'm looking forward to doing this when we're a lot more than two Mm -hmm. and three games into the year but like washington didn't like that was our third game last night and I don't know. It's just, it's, it's really hard to see a guy like Ovechkin only get three shots or no shots in two straight games. Cause that's not him. That's mm-hmm. not the guy we're used to seeing. And, um, Washington, they just, they look sluggish so far, which is not what I was hoping from them. They're another team that it's just, again, it can, it can change next week. We can be sitting here talking different, but after one week, I just, I wanted, I was excited to see them with the new coach there. And so far it's not, not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think we can, in essence, title the first half of this episode, 
way too early panic. Yeah. You know, like what are, what are you seeing that's, you know, making you panic a little bit. And that is very, very, very concerning to me, you know, like some, and I'm, which just on a side note, that is a crazy stat line. Crazy to never be held in back to consecutive games with no shots and goal is absolutely crazy. Like just mind boggling. You have to acknowledge that it took him till he was 38 years old to have that happen. Yep. Yep. And how many, well, I mean, how many players in history can say that, you know, like that's just a crazy stat line, but, but yeah, it's definitely concerning to me. And I, I mean, there's a couple, a lot of things that are, that are concerning to me. I mean, Edmonton was definitely one of the things which we touched on a little bit. I also think that their goaltending, they need to figure it out. And the same thing with Tampa. I'm concerned about Tampa too, you know, and some of that is their goaltending has been meh. Yep. They, and it you see how much they're missing Vasilevsky. Unfortunately, you can't replace him. There's just not Vasilevsky's around. Excuse me, but it's definitely something where I thought that they'd be able to sc- out, like they'd be able to score their way out of the problems, and they have not done that yet so far. So it's like another team that I'm concerned about, and it's it's going back to Washington. It kind of is a shame because like you had point, I think you had them first in the no second uh, in the Metro. I it's a good question. I think I had them third. Okay. I think when it was all said and done, I, as my bold pre- or a oh, that's hot take, yes. I had them winning the Metro, but that's again, right. it was a hot take. So that's right. My bad. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, but it even still like, I didn't, I felt like that was a good hot take because I felt like this team was going to take a step forward. And now I'm like, Ooh, are they over the, like, are they past the prime? You know, like, are we now seeing with a really hard, they're going, they're headed towards the bottom out. You know, they had and and with you didn't think you thought that was going to happen wouldn't happen till after Vetchin was gone, right? Which would make sense because how do you you know like you can't be that bad with that type of player on your on your roster? But I think you're you're seeing some of the some of the issues, and I forget was it they played Ottawa last night, right? Correct, and they got shelled. It was five one, like Fine. and Kemper had they had. I think it was four goals on three goals, three goals on 15 shots. Mm-hmm. Now, not, it was certainly not Kemper's fault. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, did you see the goals? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, 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 not, no, it was more of just, yep. it, it was one of those things where, I'm, of course, I'm like, it's ironic. We were talking about goalies last week, and then like you had him pretty high. I don't remember exactly the number. And I'm like, it's just funny to me. And again, people who don't understand will look at the stats and be like, oh, the stats are horrible. And then you watch the game and you're like, Wow, there's. I think maybe one of them he could have had. Like the rest, like there was a lot of backdoors, a lot of like. I mean, the Josh Norris's power play goal, which was a, a fantastic pass by Batherson. But what the heck are you doing, um, Kuznetsov? Yeah, like you were lackadaisically skating. Like that's your guy that scored that goal, and you were just not looking at him at all. Yeah, like that can't happen. But it's like, and that's one of those things where, like to me, I think that there's definitely some things they need to figure out. And I wonder if I know that's you know I keep wanting to call him Svechnikov. I don't know why, but Kuznetsov, he requested a trade at some point that didn't obviously didn't happen. I wonder if he's just done with Washington. Now, now I thought some of that would be tied into Laviolette, and now he's gone. So it's like, yeah, I thought that that would change that, but I don't know. It's it's definitely concerning to me seeing Washington struggle like this, and you know you, you want to see. I mean. You want to see a veteran in the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. you do. He's fun to watch in the playoffs. This team needs to figure this out because they need to give him they need to give him two or three more years of, you know, at least somewhat decent cup runs because, you know, he's almost done. Like and 
you got to give the dude your respect and get get him there. And so far, they are not doing it this year. But hey, unfortunately, and thankfully for them, we're four, three, four games in. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, but they certainly need to readjust. Right. Well, you mentioned someone's name that that, that was the next guy I did want to bring up. And speaking of that Capitals uh, Senators game, Josh Norris made his return last night, mm-hmm. and boy, did he look good. And I really think he is a big time part of that team going forward because having him at center there and being able to like flip Stutzler around and, and being able to just, just play around with some things. They got four guys in the top six that can play center, which is big and all very good players too. So I think with Norris on that team, that changes a lot. So yeah, I'm really, I, if I'm a Sens fan, seeing him come back and score two goals last night and just be such a big part, I'm a big fan of his and I've, I couldn't wait for his career. And then last year, you know, he got hurt and he came back and then got hurt again and was done for the year. And it just, it just sucks. So I was really excited to see him last night and yeah. And boy, he's, he's a big part of that team. And we talked about Ottawa. We're both <laughs> on the fence about them because mm-hmm. like there's the potentials there, but I was, I was a little hesitant to give them the nod to push them to the next step. Uh, one thing with Ottawa, I will say is the goaltending side of it. Uh, they played Forsberg back to back games, which is interesting to me. Mm. Um, and we'll see, we'll see what goes forward. And then, Hey, if Corpus Allo doesn't have the net, which I'm not saying he already lost his net three, mm-hmm. four games, whatever they've played. I'm just saying, like, it's interesting, you know, Campbell last year getting the five-year deal, Corpusalo getting the five-year deal in UFA this year. Will we ever see that again if Corpusalo doesn't get the net? <laughs> it's it's an interesting question. Yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about that a decent amount on the goalie episode about goalies who switch systems, how sometimes it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I, even, like, I look at Bobrovsky when he was in Philly, he was good, but he was not. And it's funny to me how he's like six three, I think something like that in Philly. He looked like he was five ten. Mm-hmm. Like he just looked small. He gets to Columbus. He gets a new goaltender coach, a new system. And all of a sudden it's like, he looks like he's six five. Right. And you're like, man, how does that, like, how does that happen? And I think that that's something that unfortunately you gotta, you gotta keep that in mind when you're looking at some of these goalie switching position or switching teams is that stuff happens yeah. where, Somebody will go and it's like, oh, this is, you know, this is going to be great. And it's not. And it's not because the goalie themselves is an issue, but the system doesn't work for them. The goaltending coach doesn't work for them. Excuse me. X, Y, Z things. So, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't catch that Forsberg started two of the three games. I did not, or on, especially on the back to back. I saw that he was in, which I thought was awesome considering I thought his career was over. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. After that, that double ACL, MCL, I forget what it was. Oh, that was so painful to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for you. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> uh, not, not that bad. I yeah. couldn't even imagine. Uh, that's, and that's, I honestly, I didn't even realize that he was playing this year until I watched the highlights from the game last night and, and they said Forsberg and I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Although, wait, I thought Corpus Allo was in last night. Mm-mm. Forsberg was. Okay. Interesting. Huh. I swear that I don't doubt you at all, but <laughs> yeah, sounds okay. like and I don't know. I may, I wonder if I'm mixing games up. If one of the other games that I watched them play, cause I swear, cause, um, 
Corpusala has a his mask is so different. Yeah, I, I think Corpusala started the year the first game. And I don't remember who they played, but he played the game against the Lightning. Okay, so Forsberg played Philly and then Washington. Okay, and he yeah. went uh, in the Philly game. They won five two. He had nineteen saves, and then the Washington one he had twenty three saves and a six to one win. Mm-hmm. So three yeah. goals in two games. I'm liking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I must have just missed my games, but this Corpusal has a cool mask. And I thought that that Carlson's the one who I thought Carlson scored on him, but he scored on Forsberg. So okay. anyway, but yeah, but I mean, keeping on the Ottawa thing, I mean, they have a plus nine goal differential. Yeah, in four games. Okay, yeah. So Ottawa, Ottawa has played four games. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but I think Corp- Corpus Allo did start the first two, I believe, and then Forsberg the next two. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Even if it wasn't back to back, no, it was not. Okay, I miss I misread that. I, they played Sunday, so I missed that game. But yeah, so anyway, they're split in that, which mm-hmm. is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And like you said, with Forsberg's injury and to see him come back and allow three goal, three goals in two games, good for him. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I think. Well, I also think that it's a two it's a two goalie league at this point. So I'm not shocked to see them being splitting both of them. I also think, to me, like as much as I hate the. The, the uh, workload man, our work, yeah, the load management. I hate that stuff because that's stupid stuff you do in basketball, not in hockey. But with goalies, I think it is a little different. And I do wonder if, I mean, I don't have the stats off the top of my head, but Corpus is, I mean, has he started more than 50 games yet? I don't, um, he might have the one year in Columbus, but I'm not 100% sure. 37. There, oh, wow. 37 is his highest starts in a year so to me on that level maybe they're trying to play him a lot play Forsberg you know a decent amount at the beginning and kind of let him ease into that role um this is much as I hate load management with goalies it is a little different and I do think that that's something you do need to think about with Mm -hmm. somebody who's only started 37 games yeah so no um, I mean well and they're trained to do that too that's that like Sorry, I forget somebody. Oh, go he ahead. played thirty nine games last year. The two because it was split between Columbus and LA. It wasn't together, but oh, thirty nine. Thirty nine to thirty seven isn't a huge gap. But yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, but no goalies. Somebody mentioned to me like why goalies switch so much, and I, it, it's just it's the newer era. Like these goalies aren't you know they're not their bodies aren't prepared to do the Marty Brodeur and play seventy eight games a year. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't happen anymore. So, and honestly, it's okay because it's you know. As a team, you need both guys playing well, and Ottawa's Ottawa's got themselves set up. I really like the tandem there, and yeah, if I'm a Sens fan, I'm really pumped to see those two start the year off like they have. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I mean, you you talked about their lineup, and wow, I mean, this lineup is looking very, very, very good. I yeah. mean, especially with Norris coming back, and I'm super pumped about Norris being back. That's awesome, but when you have Kachuk, Stutzla, and Cla- Kachuk, <laughs> Stutzla, and Claude Giroux as your first line. Tarasenko, Ridley Gregg, and Matthew Joseph as your second line. And then Kubalik, Norris, and Batherson as yeah. your third line. That's awesome. And, and I want to shout out Ridley Gregg. He has been the couple of you know games and, so, and highlights and stuff that I've seen from him. He looks like he's going to be a very good NHL player, which is awesome because everybody was... I forgot, 
I don't know off the top of my head which draft he was, but I think that was, uh, let me just pull it up real quick. Cause I, I'm going to, I forget which draft. He may have been Sanderson's draft. He was 2020. So I think Sanderson was, I don't know. I think Sanderson was 21. Oh, that was Stutzla. That's what it was. Hmm. That was the year they got Stutzla. So everybody's like, ah, eh, Ridley Gregg, like whatever. Like, yeah. And he was picked all the way at 28. 28. Yeah, 28. So, you know, like it's funny because, you know, people are like, oh, you know, they're, it's all about Stutzla, Stutzla, Stutzla. You know, oh, that is the year they also got Jake Sanderson. So okay. they got Stutzla, they got Sanderson, and they got Ridley Gregg. So, <laughs> like, Everybody kind of just overlooked Greg because yeah. they're like, oh, you know, like he's the third of those. And obviously, everybody knew Stutzel was going to be great. Everybody yep. knew Sanderson was going to be very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. I don't think people quite realized how good he was going to be. But all that to say, I think Greg is, you know, he's he is making himself into a very, very, very good player. And I love seeing that. Some of this different stuff that he's done and some of the passes and stuff, it's just awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. On the on the topic of Ottawa, before we move on, what would you do with Shane Pinto if you're their GM? I mean, I th- I think they're, from what I heard, they're trying to move him, right? I mean, if I'm them, I it doesn't seem like it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And if I'm them, I'd like to just move on. I think for both parties, it would be best for them to figure it out and move on because Ottawa could get pretty good, pretty good package in return for him. Mm-hmm. And, I think for his sake, I, I don't, I don't see him fitting on this team. If that makes sense, like it would help him, but mm-hmm. I, I could see Ottawa being like, "We don't need you as much as you need us, so let's move on and mm-hmm. bring some assets in return." So it's it's a tough situation to be in for a general manager, that's for sure, and the player. I I think it's a shame. It's a shame because I do like Pinto. I think he's somebody that could be very, very, very good. I I wonder though, and this is where unfortunately with where the cap's at is where it's at. If they didn't have Matthew Joseph's contract and having imagine Pinto and Matt and Joseph's spot, like that makes that team better. Yeah. So it's like it's interesting to me, but it's also one of those things where because there's been you know like oh you know the they're they're trading him they're trading um, Tyler Boucher and Matthew Joseph to get out of Joseph's contract. Why not just trade Pinto and Joseph together? Yeah, like at this because it's like it seems like you want you desperately want to get out of Matthew Joseph's contract, which I don't quite understand because he's not making that much money. I, I don't understand it either because I I kind of like his fit there. I feel like he's the type of player that, like as as on paper, I would agree that Pinto fits there better. Mm-hmm. Part of me thinks Joseph fits there better on ice, just as the style of play he does, his his speed and his grittiness on the boards and stuff. And mm-hmm. if you can get him to play that consistently throughout the year, and you know he has had his issues of being, I don't want to say lazy, but a little bit lazy at times. And if you can get him to play that style that we know he can do for a full mm-hmm. season, I like him at that wing more than Pinto, honestly. Yeah. Well, and that's like he's making under three million dollars. Yeah. I don't understand. And and again, how much of this is the media blowing up what was, you know, a maybe maybe what was happening is the Flyers con because the it's tied back to the Flyers, which why mostly why I know about it, but maybe the Flyers were in, inquiring about Tyler Boucher wanting him mm. and they were like 
oh, you know, we don't really want to move him. And they were like, well, what what if we take on Matthew Joseph's contract? And they were kind of like, eh, maybe. Yeah. And that kind of left it. And then now people are like, oh, they're, you know, because, yeah, I mean, it's $3 million. He's 26 and he signed for three more years. Like, that's not right. a big deal. But, I don't know. People yeah. are weird, dude. Yeah, yeah. they are. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that they bring up. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I would, and it's a shame because I would love to see Pinto go somewhere where he'd have an opportunity to play in the top six of somebody that's, you know, like um, like San Jose would probably be another, like a team that would be happy to have him. Mm-hmm. But at the same rate, I also don't know what what is Ottawa asking for. Right. That's and, that's the main question there. Are they asking too much? Because, like, that it is. It's tough. Because if I'm a team like, uh, I don't know, I'll just throw, like, Arizona out there. Like, I feel like that's a perfect fit. Just bring him in there, and he, he'd just fit well on that team. Uh I don't know. I'm try- There's a bunch of teams that could use a player like that, but they're just the first team that pops in my mind. And I can't imagine they wouldn't want him, but if they're asking for high-end picks or a higher-end prospect or e- prospects and j- anything, like anything more than like a... Th- I mean, he's unsigned. He's mm-hmm. he, You're not sure. It's, it's a little hesitant. I, it's not like he's proven to be this top-line player or anything. Does he show potential of it? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't give I wouldn't give up anything higher than like a third round pick, honestly, just because mm-hmm. you don't really know. So, mm-hmm. I and and I'd get Ottawa going like, eh, that's not enough. I could see both sides of it, but if I'm other teams, I'm not really pushing too hard to get them. So, Mm-mm. I don't know. No, it's funny because the team that I think would make sense is Washington. Mm-hmm. That would be a good fit too. I feel like if you then that really gives you the opp- the opportunity to move Kuznetsov then. Mm-hmm. Now I know Kuznetsov making a lot of money, and you're not going to move his contract. But it's one of those things where, to me, like that's a team that they need some younger guys who aren't, you know, older. And that would be, I mean, it's tough because they have Strom, Kuznetsov, and Backstrom. Like, where does he fit? But to me, it's one of those like one of those things because I'd heard Nick Schmaltz to Washington last year or something like that. And I'm like, man, that would be a good yeah. trade. That yeah. would make a we, lot we, of sense. I think we talked about that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely one I could see, you know, like Washington being a team that's up there. I mean, obviously there's rumors of Boston at one point, I, another team, like that would be one of the trades I think that would make sense. Mm-hmm. I don't think Boston's pulling that trigger until after this year though. I don't think they're making any trade for a center until after this year. I just don't, I don't see them like they're playing fine. You know, they're again, everybody knows they're not going to be as good as they were last year. Okay. That's fine. But, what is like it doesn't mean that they can't be in the playoffs and they can't win, you know, something. I don't think I don't think they're gonna challenge for a cup this year, but at the same rate, like so okay, next year you're looking at going, okay, you know, maybe now's the time we bring in a, a Pinta or maybe next year they bring in Kuznetsov. Yeah. You know, maybe that's the year because I mean what's Kuznetsov really gonna cost you? Because he's either you're taking his full salary back or you're paying for the retention. Right. So anyway, yeah, I was just curious. I, I'm it's. I hate seeing RFAs this far into the season. Yeah, it is I unfortunate. It. Yeah, I hate it. Sign, sign the guy or trade him and get him on a freaking team. Like it's not that hard. I mean, I get you know, I get it, but it's also like one of those things. He was a second round pick. Okay, so be it. Okay, you trade him for a third round pick. Whatever. It it is what it is. Unfortunately, but this is also why it's important. Why you draft a lot because then you. It's like okay, whatever. We missed on one. That's okay. You know, it, you miss, sometimes it happens, but yep. anyway. No, I agree. So, yeah. Um, 
Uh, well, so, so you you kind of brought up Philly a little bit with the trade and everything. I was just I'm curious to know like what your thoughts of the Flyers are right now. So I was watching them the other night, their home opener, and um, Igor Zamula mm. scoring mm-hmm. his first NHL goal. And honestly, never heard of him before. So it was really cool to see. He's a big kid. And it was, yeah, he, he played really well. And those are the type of players I have my eyes out for the Flyers this year. Because, you know, win or, win or lose, it's not really what I'm looking for out of them. I'm looking for individually who's going to step up and start playing some good hockey for them. And start this whole re- little rebuild they're doing. So I think uh, a couple players have stuck out to me. But I'm curious to see what your thoughts are. I mean, he is a great. He's a great person to point out, and it's funny because he's literally Sanheim's second coming. Hmm. Ironically, he's six three. He's a left left shot defenseman. He played for the Calgary Hitmen in the WHL, mm-hmm. which is where Travis Sanheim played. For those of you that don't know, so it's hilarious to me, hilarious to me that he like it, he's so similar to Sanheim. And I think that that was kind of part of the reason they were trying so hard to trade Sandheim is because they almost have a Sandheim in the wings. Mm. I'm very excited. A couple, I mean, Forrester and Brink, Zamula and Andre all making the team out of camp is awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't think all four of them are staying through the year. I think I wouldn't be surprised if Forrester and I'm going to go Andre stay. I think it's going to be those two. I think they're probably going to send Samuel and I think they're going to probably send Brink down. Or, and this is something that I'm going to be interested to see, they're going to trade somebody because they're going to want to trade. Like, this is where I thought the Mark Stahl signing was very good. Like, I really liked it. And now I'm like, that was stupid because both of these guys should be playing full time. Now, I think part of the reason they look so good is because the in, the internal camp battles that happened because there was... You know, it's you have to fight your way through here. Like obviously they waved the Wade Allison. You know, like somebody that should have been that should be playing in the NHL this year. And they were just like, Hey, you didn't earn a spot, you're going down. And I think that's awesome. And Brink has looked very good in his games. Forster's looked very good in the games that he's played. You know, every time Brink's out there, I'm like, it's connecting. No, it's not. It's Brink. And because <laughs> they're 10, 11, and they're almost the same size. Yeah. And they play very similar. Very similar. I'm very excited for this team. I really do think that there's a couple pieces that they need to figure out, but I don't think they're as far away as I thought they were last season. Um, they definitely need to figure out what they're doing with Hart for sure. And other than that, I feel like because like they need to get out of Ristolina's contract, but I don't think that's going to happen. You're just going to have to wait it, wait through it, which unfor- which is fine. I mean, realistically, because the big contracts that they're going to have to sign aren't going to be around for. I mean. You, you're going to have like Brink and Forster are more than likely getting bridge deals. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're not going to be signing those guys to stupid contracts. And other than that, like when Cutter Gauthier signs his, he'll still have three years on his entry level contract. Same same thing with Mitch Gall. Like sure, you have some time. So I I I walk away from this se- this season being a little or well from the handful of games so far, feeling very positive. And while. I want them to lose and I want them to suck because I want another high end pick. I'm also okay with them doing what they're doing right now. And like they're playing well. It's really cool to see Couturier back and playing. That's awesome. You know, and his shootout goal was freaking sick. Or it's not shootout. Um, shot. shot. Yeah. That was so cool. That yeah. was such a good move. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And like Atkinson back is another good, like a good piece. And which is 
I think the, to me, the candidate to get traded is Atkinson. Yeah. Because you Brink and him are very similar. You can then move him out. You can play both Forster and Brink every game then. You you doesn't you can eat salary, it doesn't matter. No biggie. You know, move him move on from him and just, you know, whatever. Because you still have another a bunch of you know, like I mean Couturier is clearly the captain of this team. Like he's gonna get it at some point. You know, you have that, but like I think you keep Lawton and then you move like moving Atkinson's like, okay, like it's just the price you have to pay to play the young kids. And I think that that's something that I wouldn't be surprised to see them end up moving, moving on from. But yeah, I am. I'm very excited for this team. I mean, Jamie is on pace for 82 points this year. So yeah, <laughs> you're never going to give that one up. Huh? I cannot wait till we're like 10 games in. You don't have to say that every time. Uh, yes. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it, it is interesting because one player that did stick out to me was Travis Sanheim. Um, he, he looked big. And I was like, it's mm-hmm. interesting. And and literally during that game, they did like a little little special on him. They just talking about him a little bit. And apparently he put on like, I think they said like 30 pounds, 30 to 40 pounds or something this all wow. season, something crazy. And Jeez. I'm like, I was watching him in front of the net and I'm like, who is that? Like, cause honestly, I was like, I, I didn't know who it was. And then when he turned, I saw number six. I'm like, did Sandheim change his number? Mm. Cause I'm like, that's not, that's not who I always watched. Like I always said he should be cause he's a, pretty big guy and it's just a shame but no he was playing really good and it looked cool and i the first thing i thought was like you know they traded prover all this all season which mm-hmm. was a little i don't want to say head scratching but it was a little like okay inter- that's interesting and it's like management went to him and said listen like this is your team like you need to be our leader on this decor and we're giving everything to you to help all these young guys out and teach them the reins and stuff so yeah go go work hard in this off season and be prepared because you're going to be playing a lot of minutes this year. And it looked like he did. So it's a good start for him. And yeah, I'm really excited for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he really has looked very good. And I, and I am, I'm not a huge Shanheim guy. Like I, I think he's fine, but I'm not, I'm, I don't think he's the most amazing thing ever, mm-hmm. but at the same rate, I mean, from what I've seen so far, he has looked very, 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 very good. And yeah, I didn't realize he put on that much weight. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. awesome. But um, yeah, I mean, he he's somebody that, I mean, he he has the ability. You know, he certainly does, and that's never been a question. But I wonder also if the moving out, like it's always been, oh, it's pro Ross team, it's pro Ross team, it's pro Ross team, and now it's kind of like, well, Sanheim, if you want it to be your team, this is now the time. We try to trade you. Trade fell through. We're you're now locked in here for eight years. Mm-hmm. This is you know, this is it. You do what you gotta do, you know, and I, and he has, he's looked very good. I have been very impressed with what he's done so far. So good on him, you know, and and who knows what's going on with you know on the inside of, of things like that. But good on him for for doing what needs to be done and and really you know taking that step forward and saying you know hey I'm I'm gonna be the guy here and and you know and who knows and maybe him and him and Tortorella get along very well mm-hmm. and Tortorella's system works very well for him. That's also a possibility, and he's really thriving under that. I don't doubt that, but yeah, all that to say, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy with where the team's at, where it's, they're losing games, sure, but they're also losing hard fault games and they're not just bending over and dying. Like they're just, they're playing hard and sometimes they play very good teams who beat them. <laughs> sometimes they give stuff up that they shouldn't give up. Sure. But for the most part, they're, they're growing their young guys into the game and they're losing some, they're losing good games. 
And I mean, as much as like I don't want to see them challenging for a playoff spot this year, but at the same rate, if that's where they find themselves after Thanksgiving, hey, good on them. Yeah. You know, good on Briere and, and good on Tortorella for getting this team there. No, I agree. I completely agree. I, I, that's what you're looking for out of them. Like I said at the beginning of this, you know, like I will, I, if I'm a Flyers fan, I'm not really looking for wins and losses. I'm more just trying to see who's going to be, who's going to be the guy I'm going to be watching five years from now, take this team to the playoffs. That's what, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for growth. You're looking for players like Brink, who I agree. I think he's, He's looked very good so far. He had a couple rushes the other night when I was watching. I'm like, that's impressive. I, I did again, thought it was connecting, and I realized it wasn't the same thing. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty good rush. And yeah, I mean, if you watch them close, they were Vancouver was all over him in the second period. They could have scored like five goals. Hart stood on his head and made some big saves. And team team didn't play terrible. And that's that's what I mean. Like you know, they're going to make mistakes, but. To me, it's it's when you make mistakes, it's how you respond to them and how you like, you know, they didn't, they, what, like the saying, like they bent, but they didn't break. Like mm-hmm. that's what it was like that whole game. Like they would turn the puck over at the, at the blue line and someone would back check and make a play. Perfect. That's mm-hmm. what you want to see. So mm-hmm. yeah, I really, I, I, I really have enjoyed watching their first three games here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. All right. Moving on. So. I wanted to bring up Jacob Drew's save, save mm. because that may be on the uh, the ballot for save of the year. That was pretty freaking sweet. <laughs> that was sweet. <laughs> uh, it's it's always nice as a goalie when you know your defenseman's there to back you up. Yeah, exactly. Especially because I had I had four pie hot games on Saturday, and I had at least three pucks go in off of me. So it was kind of a frustrating mm-hmm. weekend for that. And so it was kind of cool to see a defenseman actually get one of those out, <laughs> since it's like hardly ever that way. Normally, it's hitting you and going in the net, and you're like, what the heck? Yeah. But oh man. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh and I also, you know, have to I have to bring up the 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 Tony D'Angelo getting hit by the ref or hitting the ref, being acting like a little baby and then getting thrown in the box. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> which I, I think I'm gonna throw that up on our Instagram later today. Uh just because I think I think it's so funny and just wow, what a punk. And just he's he'll never learn. He's just he just refuses to learn. You gotta, you gotta be careful with what you say. Yep. You're on a power play, and now you're four on four because you're a freaking idiot. Could keep your mouth You ran into the ref, you idiot. You keep your head up, you freaking dork. But anyway, uh, you yes. you love D'Angelo as much as you love the Maple Leafs. Uh, I think I might make, uh, I might like the Maple Leafs more. Now, some of that is also the fact that freaking Fletcher traded so much away for him, and then he sucked when he was here, and it's kind of like. Uh, Anyway, uh, I digress. Oh, uh, yes. So, uh, okay, good. Go I didn't want to, I wanted to bring up because you mentioned his name earlier and it reminded me. Uh, you said about Evgeny Kuznetsov. Did you see a shootout goal? Yeah. So, what are, well, I have kind of two questions for you and I'm just curious to see what your thoughts are. What's your opinion on like the speed coming in on a shootout? And then also, what's your opinion on shootouts in general? Like, are you, are you still for shootouts? Are you against them? Like, I'm just curious what you think. So I'll take the, I'll go with the first part, which is the speed of the shootouts. I have no problem with that goal mm-hmm. at all. None. I don't know why people are upset. Yeah. Quite frankly, he's moving forward. The rule states you have to keep forward motion. He kept forward motion the whole time. If you ask goalies, a lot of them will tell you it's very hard when they come that slow. He's trying to score. That's, that's what happens. There's nothing wrong with it. Let the guys play. 
If he finds a quote-unquote cheat code for it, good on him. There's nothing wrong with that. He didn't break the rules. He's playing. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He scored a goal. Good on him. I have no problem with it whatsoever. Shootouts, on the other hand, I, I quite frankly don't like them. I just think they're kind of stupid. Um, unfortunately, I think they're kind of, they've forced our hand with, we can't have games end in a tie anymore. And so we have to have some way of making short ends. And it's the fastest way to make that happen. But I'm not a, I'm not a huge, huge fan of it. Um, I think they're cool every once in a while, but I just think too many games go to shootout. And I just, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's a good way to end a game. And, but I also think one of the things that drives me crazy is why do the guys who score in shootouts not get those goals? Like they still scored. Why does that not go towards their goal tool? Go, go towards their goal tool, goal total <laughs> at the end of the year. Why is that? Like, I don't understand. It's so stupid. The goalies get the win when they win. Why do not, why do the players not get the goal? But so, yeah, but I think, I think you have a, a really good, uh, what what we should do instead of shootouts. So why don't you uh Oh, the point the point thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that's not even why I brought it up no. and I forgot about it. So <laughs> no, I mean personally, because I, I don't hate the shootout as much as most people do, because I do think it's 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 one of those things, you know, like people talk about fighting in hockey too. Mm-hmm. And the people that complain about it I always my answer is until like the second the, the gloves drop, everyone in the crowd stands up. Mm-hmm. The second the shootout happens, when that player touches that puck, everyone's on the edge of their seat. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. As much as people don't like it, it is exciting. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm okay with it because it. I'm I'm guilty of it. I'm sitting there. I'm like, eh, oh, or yes, like you know, like, I do enjoy the idea of a shootout. Um, I think it's kind of unfortunate that it, it's just been so long now that we've had it. Mm-hmm. and people have just convinced themselves that they don't like it anymore. So like, that's mm-hmm. kind of my opinion is like, you know, when they first added it in back in Oh five, Oh six, when after that lockout, I mean, everybody was like, this is the coolest thing the mm-hmm. NHL has ever done when no more ties. It's awesome. Like, you know, at least someone's winning. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting watching it. I agree with the people that say like a tournament or like a playoff game should not end in a shootout to me, a regular season game. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Now, what you were alluding to, one of the things I've said for a very long time now that I would be very interested in is people complain that the games don't end in overtime. And the solution always is, is add more time, add more time. And the NHL has done a lot of things. You know, they dropped a four on four, they dropped a three on three and, and three on three's helped a lot. Oh, I love three on three. It's helped a lot. Um, so my opinion is if you want teams to, not get to a shootout don't abort i'm trying to, how to i'm trying to think exactly how i always work and this is my idea so if you lose in overtime you don't get a point but if you lose in a shootout you get a point in the standings so the the reason for that is wait i think you did that backwards 
You get a point if you lose in overtime. Oh, yes. Yes. You I'm don't sorry. get a point if you lose, you lose in a, a shootout. shootout. So that's yes. right. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. I did say that backwards. Yes. In my mind, I said it the right way, <laughs> but I'm glad you're here to back me up. Um, well, I was just like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure yeah, that, that, that wouldn't ag- make any sense. That goes against what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That, so like, the point, yeah. the point in doing that is, is if you, if, if you watch a three on three game, sometimes it's very exciting and they go, go, go. And it's cool. Sometimes you literally watch a team just try to possess the puck for five minutes and mm-hmm. it's boring. Mm-hmm. So the way to fix that, in my opinion is if you go to a shootout and you lose, you don't get a point. Mm-hmm. It's a two points for the winner, zero points for the loser. And most people will be like, what? You're going to let a shootout determine if you get two points. No, go, go win or lose in overtime. Mm-hmm. Go for it. If mm-hmm. you lose, eh, you got a point. But mm-hmm. but you don't you didn't force it to go to the shootout. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Like it's it is to me it is it's just it's it's the way to fix it in my opinion mm-hmm. because I, they're never going to add time. The mm-hmm. players' association and I agree with it because it, it would it, I don't want to see ten minutes of three on three. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I yep. it is exciting mm-hmm. and I'm okay with it. It took me a while. I was not okay with it at first. It took me a while. A lot of people were really into it and I was not. I'm okay with it because it solved the problem that they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. But there's still shootouts, which some people don't like. In my opinion, the only way to fix it is to make teams go for it. Mm-hmm. I also think something that would be sick to see is your goalie has to shoot, go in the shootout. <laughs> it's just goalie on goalie. Whoever scores first wins. No backup. So we're starting. You get a player stick and player gloves. You go down. And if you score, it's over. <laughs> That would be so wild. After like five <laughs> rounds, if you don't, if it's there's no, that's what you go to. That would be sick, though. Honestly, I want to. I just want to see it once. Just a goalie and full goalie equipment come down with a player stick and try and score in the shootout. That'd be sick. But no. But anyway. But yeah. I. I mean, I think that that makes sense. And I think there's a lot of people that complain about overtime and shootout and blah 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 blah. Which you know, there's just fans that are like that. But I do think that that would fix a major issue and it would help with pushing, like pushing. When you're in, when you're in overtime to score, because if you need those two points there, or you know, or even a point, you're mm-hmm. not guaranteed it anymore. So yeah. now it's you know, and and now you're forcing yourself to okay, I need to go after this, yeah, which is going to force you to take risks, which is going to make the, make it much more fun. So anyway, yeah, no, I I agree. I think it would be it w- that would be a very 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 cool rule change for sure. Yeah. So oh, and going back to the Kuznetsov thing. 100% agree with everything you said. So it, if the puck's going forward, mm-hmm. if the body momentum is going forward, it's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And the other end, sorry, goalies, like you got to, you got to learn to stop it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't work a hundred percent of the time. Nope. So that your argument doesn't make sense if you're against that. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and it's part of the game, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it just is what it is. But, and it's funny to me because it's, I mean, Ryan Johansson had that move, I don't know when that was three, four years ago where he literally, he's, he skates and he picks a puck up. He takes like two strides and then literally is just like feet apart, puck over on this. Doesn't, isn't sick. Like just holding the puck on his, on his forehand just comes in, comes in, comes in, comes in, and then just shoots it scores. And everybody's <laughs> yeah. like the controller died move, which I think is the greatest name for that move yep. ever. And it's just <laughs> like, and it is, it's, it's cool. It's really cool that, you know, that worked. It does not always work. There is as, as often as it works, it doesn't. So to me, like, what's the big deal? Like, it's it's not. I don't know. Whatever. I, yeah. I could go on that on that for a while, but <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <sighs> yes. Also, a couple a couple other little things I wanted to bring up. Some injuries that happened this week. Uh, Gabe Velarde, 
just hurt his chances to beat Pierre Luc Dubois on points. No, he he's didn't. out four to six weeks. Yeah, he's still. <laughs> <laughs> it took it took Dubois three games to get a point. But yeah, Filardi is out with an MCL sprain for four to six weeks. Uh, Luke Shen is going to also miss four to six weeks with a lower body, which is weird that Winnipeg actually said MCL sprain. That's weird. It's Mm. usually uh, just upper or lower body. So good for them. (laughs) And unfortunate news for Montreal is Kirby Doc is done for the year, which just sucks. I mean, he tore both his ACL and MCL. and uh, I was excited for him this year. So that's a real downer. Mm hmm. I am very, very, very bummed for for Doc. I I thought that this was going to be the year we're going to really see him take that step forward. And it's funny as I have it here on my list of things I wanted to talk about too, so mm-hmm. I, I wanted to make sure we brought it up. So the other ones, you know, I'm, we take him leave him kind of thing. You know, they're they're they'll all be back. You know, is yeah. what it is as long we're, as he's in. You're, we're going to see those type of injuries all year long. It's just it's yep. hockey. Yep, it's part of it. But it really, really, really sucks that. Doc is done again. You know, like just he can't catch a break. Like he really just can't catch a break. And it's a shame. It really is a shame. And it's almost like one of those things of where it's like, did Chicago know? Like, did Chicago know that he has, like, his body is kind of frail? And then that, so they just said, you know what? We got to move him now while he's still very, very young and people don't really maybe necessarily know. Mm-hmm. I think it, it kind of changes the way that we look at that, that trade. Yeah. But at the same rate, I also think, unfortunately, there's just no preparing. Like, you can't prepare your body for that. Like, it just, it is what it is. So, it's just one of those things where, like, to me, like, it is very, very, very much a shame. But, unfortunately, stuff happens. And there's only so much you can do. But I really was hoping to see a full year out of him and a year with, you know, playing next to to Caulfield or whoever they'd have him next to. I thought he was going to take a big step this year. But, unfortunately, stuff happens. Yeah, it is what it is. it does think, but that is interesting. I never thought about that with Chicago. Mm-hmm. Did they, you know, did they see this comment almost? I mean, obviously you can never read the future, but mm-hmm. you know, did they, was there injuries behind the scene that we didn't really know about that he was kind of playing through and that's why his development wasn't going as quick as it we all hoped for. But yeah, if they did see that, then Hey, good for them because I still question that deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is what it is though. So, but um, yeah, it does. It just sucks. It sucks to see it because he's definitely an exciting player, and I think he's a big piece of Montreal going forward. And hopefully, he can recover from this and come back next year strong. Yeah, and it's a shame because he was on pace for eighty-two points. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just not going to respond anymore. <laughs> well, it's looking at so. So last year he played 58 games. The year before that in Chicago he played 70. The year before that he played 18. Mm-hmm. Year before that, he played sixty-four. Okay, he has not played a full year yet. Yeah, that stinks. So, and again, that could have nothing. Like, because I, I don't know that first year he played three games in the minors and then sixty-four in the in the NHL. He could have been kind of like healthy. They could have been healthy scratching scratching him. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but he played and he played nine playoff games that year. So. At six points in nine games, which yeah. is pretty good. But uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. You know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like it sucks. You know, it sucks to see somebody get hurt, but unfortunately, it's part of it. And it's just one of those things where I'm hoping so much that this is not his. You know, like the same way like Jeff Carter struggled with injuries for a while, and then he kind of like figured it out and was mm-hmm. fine. I'm hoping that that's something that he's able to do for yeah. sure. So 
And real quick, I want to go back to Dubois. Dubois has 1.3 games, and he's also a negative two. So. <laughs> and that one goal was against Winnipeg, I believe. Yes, it was. Because <laughs> it's keeping with the, apparently it's a LA King thing to do. Score your first goal with them against your former team. Mm. I was like, okay, Kevin fair. Fiala did it, and Christian Erhoff did it. Like, hmm. <laughs> interesting. That seems to always, honestly, it kind of seems to be like a trend for some reason. I don't know how. And it's always weird at like trade deadline when players get traded. They always seem to play the team they just got traded from mm-hmm. first. It's so weird how that happens. But <laughs> it's like general managers look at the schedule like, oh, we do play you tomorrow night. So let's trade for you. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. With the schedule that's been out for a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. So one thing I wanted to bring up, which I i don't know if you, you may have a couple more things, but I want to touch on it real quick, is Detroit. So another team, well, they're plus eight, so they have 19-4 and 11 goals against. This team looks very good. They and looked very good last night. I criticized Steve Geiserman about some moves he made. They look very good. So I need to give credit where credit is due, and I'm still not sold on them being a playoff team. I'm not sold on them being a Stanley Cup contender, but they're three and one right now, and they look like they're very, very good. So, gotta give them a shout out. Gotta say, hey, congratulations! I mean, Demerit looks great there. Just him and Larkin look very good together. The team itself is playing well. Ghost looks very good too. I'm very excited to see what he's gonna do there. I mean, they're just they're firing on all, on firing on all cylinders right now. And you know, again, I credit I openly criticize Yazerman. So I'm going to openly applaud him for what his team is doing at the moment. I, It's four games in. Mm-hmm. Don't want to get too far out of myself, but at the same rate, four games are still four games. That's right. Hey, Yeah, and I agree. I It's four games, but if I'm a Red, Wing, Red Wings fan, that's what I wanted to see. Now, last night, you know, they played Pittsburgh. That's the game I'm alluding to, and they uh, they took a big lead. They were up 4-1, to one, I believe, and then Pittsburgh kind of fought back a little bit and made it a game, and yeah, they they had some big time breakdowns, that's for sure. And they, they have a lot of work ahead of them, but they played two very solid periods and they got to clean up some of the stuff they did in the third. But that's normal in the first week of the season, first month of the season. You know, you're going to have sloppy periods. You're going to have some sloppy plays and stuff. But for the most part, they look solid. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so far so good. And let's see where it goes from here. But to bring it, yeah, he's fitting well on that team. And actually, it's it's weird. You know, he's it's one of those things I always look for he never looked right in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. Like when I say look right, it's not really just his play. It's just like, does he fit here? Like, does he look like a player that can be a Senator? Like Mm -hmm. he looks like a Red Wing. Mm -hmm. Like he really does. (laughs) It's a perfect fit for him. He looks so comfortable. That's what I mean. Yeah. You can just tell, you can feel it. You can just see the way he is. He looks like, all right, this is where I belong. And I'm going to, I'm going to prove to them that they made the right move. So good on him. It's a good start for him. And let's see if he can keep it going. Yeah, he's got eight points in four games. Yep. Five goals. I believe he's leading the league in points right now. So good on him. That's awesome. Love to see that. So love him too. Uh, All right. Anything else you got? I'm good. Uh, Just one more quick thing, and then we can shut this down. But uh, Winnipeg started the year off with the lowest attendance they've ever had. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. It isn't just, usually that stuff doesn't mean anything to me, but it's interesting because. You know, they're one of those cities they lost the team already and they got one back and everybody goes nuts for them. And, you know, no wonder Canada can't get another team. 
mm-hmm. as much as they want to say that they run this sport, like it, it's it's just I'm sorry, it it's a problem, mm-hmm. and they don't they don't fill stadiums. They don't always they're not they're not a great market. Canada is not the best market for sports. I'm sorry, it's just the, it is it's the truth. So all these people that think that Quebec's going to get a team and um with Arizona possibly moving or whatever, and they think that they should have it. I'm sorry. If you can't do it from what Winnipeg's been back in there for what, 10, 12 years, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, and you're all, and you're already going, eh, eh no, I already lost interest. It's, you know what I mean? It's just, it's not, it's not, it's unacceptable. So yeah, it's a shame and hopefully they can get their fans back, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see them, see them get out of there in the next couple of years. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's not like they're horrible. Mm-mm. It's not like like they it, it's not like oh this year they trade it's not like they had a tire fire sale in the, the offseason and traded a bunch of people and now it's like well of course people don't want to come to the games they traded all their stars. Yeah. They just signed Hellebuck and Shifley. Like wh- what? Like uh, to to then be like kind of to just lose interest like just dis- disinterested in, in the team is like okay this seems very weird to me. Right. So I don't know. It's it's tough in Canada. It's a, it is. It's a tough market. It yep. really is. And, and I get it. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I'm not getting into the political side of it, but I know that they have some. The financials are different up there, and everything. Mm-hmm. And I get it. It's tough. But it, it, you call it your game, and you can't fill out a stadium in Winnipeg, which is a pretty big city in Canada. I'm sorry. Like you don't. You're not getting another team. It's it's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. And I saw that, and I'm like, huh. Like it's interesting, you know. People criticize, openly criticize Arizona about their, you know, oh, blah blah blah, their attendance and all that stuff. Which again is rightfully so. Arizona probably shouldn't have a team, mm-hmm. but at the same rate, it's like, where are they? Where are they going? There's not all these places that are ready for an NHL team. I'm sorry, yeah. But Winnipeg moved to Arizona. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Minnesota moved to Dallas. Let's not forget that. It's it's not all about where you're at. It's just about where. They feel like they can fill the stadium and get a get a good base. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yes, good old freaking Winnipeg. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it cold. It's, it's going to be cold. Freaking Brisgall. <laughs> so cold. That's why they all hate him. It's so, it's cold there. <laughs> he said it's cold. Boo hoo. Whatever. Anyway, oh yes. Anything else? Nope, I'm all good. Oh yes. All right. Thank you for this league update or news around the league, whatever you want to call it. So we're signing off. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for following the Instagram page and stuff. We're trying to, you know, do a little bit more interactive stuff on there, so you can follow along as we try and move some stuff around. And and you know, as I and Kyle try to figure out how Instagram works because neither of us are gurus with that. We're very thankful for Joey helping us out with a lot of that stuff, but you know, we're still figuring out. So. Anyway, stick with us. Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Glassman's Hockey Podcast. We'll see you all next week.